welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Christian. I was super late to the podcast, and I apologize, but you guys don't know that because it's all on time for you. Yeah, sort of. One of those days we got to get a schedule going. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Me and Bobby were sitting in Riverside, and we had to like make small talk. Oof. And that was. Oof. I mean, you I love guys talking. Are not the best. I love talking to the guy, but you know, it was. Uh... <laughs> that was all good. What, what was your TTP on that? <laughs> I'm bored. Let's just whip out our dicks. <laughs> Yeah. Riverside is great for that too. You guys don't know, but yeah. You can zoom in and all kinds of stuff. Um so any um thing cool happened this week for either one of you guys? Christian, you just got back from a small trip, road trip or something? Yeah, I went to Drumheller, Alberta, which is Dino Land. And I was talking with Bobby before the show, but do you guys have any themed towns where like every business in the town is like themed a certain way? Um, there is, uh, there's a, there's like old German towns. Uh, those are like throughout California. There's like these one or two that I know of for sure that are just German themed. And I, well, I guess they just migrated there a long time ago and the whole thing's German. Um, so there's those. And then there's like on the way to Vegas, there's like a UFO themed little, it's more of a rest stop really, but there's like UFO beef jerky and they have a big spaceship outside perfect that's what i'm talking about yeah. so drumheller alberta has the world's biggest dinosaur you pay five bucks which is you know robbery but you go into the mouths of the t-rex and they have a huge museum because it's a big dig site but then every other rest like it's like it's crazy we'll be like tyrannosaurus ave triceratops street mm. every business has like a little clay dino that the city has paid for and like put it at the top um and it's like yeah dinos mechanics i don't know that's like a that's speaking for canada more than like it is for businesses it's just like in canada you could be like hey man i'm kind of making this dino theme thing can you go along yeah sure eh yeah. it's just like easy <laughs> the yeah, whole sure. town. yeah yeah the whole yeah. town hey uh can you change uh you have a bed and breakfast can you change it from your name to something dino theme <laughs> <laughs> yeah um bobby do you have any you can think of a theme. Uh, I'm thinking of Old Town in San Diego, which oh, I guess yeah, has yeah. a Mexican theme, but you know, San Diego is all kind of Mexican themed. But yeah. uh yeah, Old Town, they really play it up there. So Old Town in San Diego, I think was the first established settlement in this area, like way back, you yeah. know, whenever. And um it was like the site of the first mission. So there's a lot of history there. They they take all the little kids on field trips over there and it's actually a really great place to get some food and just hang out for a while. They got a nice theater there, the Signet Theater. It's a good spot. Do you think it yeah, was Newtown? Newtown? Like Newtown like new at some point. Yeah, like it was the first town and they just started with Old Town. They're like, one day this is going to pay off. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, all our new listeners left and all the regular people are still here. So thanks. And uh, I think we can start on the video games now, right? Yeah, we certainly yeah, can. So. so. Uh, let's start it off with On the Radar. First game I want to bring up is called Demonologist. And this is a straight-up ripoff of Phasmophobia. Mm. But like... Probably better. Exactly. Like, I, I was waiting for this. For like, ever since Phasmophobia came out, I was like, I love the idea. I love the concept. I love the voice communication. I hate developers. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the game is like pretty shoddy. And I can't wait till somebody rips this off with a bigger budget. 
Um, and that's kind of what this looks like, this demonologist game. It's coming out on March 27th, and there's actually a, a, de a demo, a, a, demo a, a demon demo you can download now. A demon demo? Cool. <laughs> a demonologist demo you can download right now. Um, so, yeah, it's a co-op up to four players. Um, oh, and it, it's got the same thing where you're investigating um, – you're investigating these scary places and you are uh, like trying to provoke the demons and figure out what they, what they are. Uh, uh. But the graphics look a lot better. Um, it's really funny. If you look at the steam page and you look at one of the pictures, you can see one of the characters and it's like this girl who's um, ghost hunting. Like she just left the gym. It's just a real oh, yeah. yeah, you see it? Yeah. Okay, you got it. Uh, <laughs> the trailer that they have is fucking spooky. I was spooked. Yeah, I mean, the fidelity, the, the graphics, the better graphics actually really add to the horror. So I think it'll be a little more effective. The real question is, does Phasmophobia have enough of a foothold on this market that people are not going to jump over? Because I feel like there's been better Counter-Strike games that have come out, but everybody just is too committed to Counter-Strike to make the jump, you know? But I'm hardly the authority on Counter-Strike, so I don't know if uh, yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. I... I... I was going to bring it up. Well, I am going to bring it up later, but I think Counter-Strike has been, there's been so many iterations, not iterations, but s small incremental changes for I don't, 20 years or whatever it is that like it's pixel perfect at this point. And it takes, you know, it's very hard to get to that point for a game. And that, I think that a lot of that is why people stick around because it, it really is pixel perfect. But, um, uh, I would wear gym clothes to for monster hunting, you know, like, well, you probably got to run. There's probably yeah, a lot of running. In yeah. Place, so that's what she's thinking. Know. Smart, dude. She's got a blowout ass too. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. If you look further down on the steam page, you can see all the customizations you can do to your character there. I, I don't know if you can have them walk in just in their underwear, but that looks like it might be an option. And you actually have to, you aren't just investigating here. You actually have to, exercise the demons so you have to exercise the demons yeah so you got oh you're in your exercise clothes so yeah, they're in their yeah. exercise wear too so full-on exorcism here so i don't know if there's going to be maybe a few more mechanics related to this rather than snapping some photos and then running out of the place as fast as you can um you, you know my real issue at the end of the day i think with uh phasmophobia was that it was just too dark it was pitch black and later i went and watched a stream of it uh, and this wasn't too long ago, but the person streaming actually had their gamma or their brightness turned up because they could see way more than I could, like way more. I, For me, when I played the game, it was like if my flashlight wasn't on something, it was pitch black. Yeah, and that was me it. too. Um, and I think maybe that's the intention of the developer, but maybe it's just more common for people to play it with the, the brightness turned up. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right, dude. And uh, Christian, weren't you saying that the like the guys behind Phasmophobia they made a shit ton of money and they are just kind of like you guys just wait and like there's there's not really a roadmap or anything it's just like things are coming or it was something negative like their whole outlook seemed negative I, I remember just, I'm not a small negative, team but if like, I remember correctly yeah I know they're a but small like team, you're gonna but... yeah they're a small team but you're gonna get what you're going to get it when it comes out is basically the way that they said it. Hmm. Yeah. Just, well, they had yeah. a big update around last Halloween. I think that's when I actually picked up the game and started playing it for the first time. They had a, 
pretty sizable update. So I, I mean, there's still, people are still playing it and they're still developing it. So, I mean, it could get better, but just it's hard to get over those graphics and it's not just the graphics. It's the movement of the characters are so bad. It, mm-hmm. it, it looks like, um, like rust in its early days. It, it's like hard this. for you, dude, though, but so many other people, uh, really enjoy it. So I don't know. Yeah. I think they do enjoy it despite, I mean, there's no, like it, it, it's bad graphics. It doesn't add charm. It's, it's a, there's nothing, you know, there, you can have old school pixel graphics and they're charming and you can, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird, it's a weird spot. Okay. Well, demonologist, this is your, your chance to shine. And they made another game in 2021 called haunt chaser, which was another four player co-op horror game. So, you know, maybe they're, uh, 2021 haunt. Okay. So this is their second attempt at, at ripping off the, uh, (laughs) ghost hunting. How did the Uh, first one do? 514 positive reviews, 72% positive. So, I mean, okay. Probably a good yeah. game. This is maybe their second swing at the bat. They're like, this time we're going to bring down Phasmophobia. <laughs> I don't know. It looks good, though, this game. so They're going to wake up on Wednesday and be like, guys, we're millionaires. What happened? These guys, DLG, talked about us. Something called the DLG bump happened. And oh we sold 100,000, 10, I was going to say. 100,000 <laughs> haunt, ch- copies of haunt Chaser. Yeah, dozens of people listen to this, uh, <laughs> and it's very impactful. Uh, okay, I have Dorf Romantic, which is, I think, a game that we've talked about before, bringing up on the radar. Um, but someone in our Discord, uh, Dark Cheetos, said, have you heard of this game? And uh, I said to myself, why, yes, this is one of the best chill games ever made. So I thought I'd talk about it a little bit. Uh, they've had an update which adds winter tiles and other fun things to the game. Uh, it's like a Catan builder. You have tiles, and if those tiles match each other, a satisfying ding noise happens. And when the ding noise happens, you get a lot of points. And the more ding noises you can happen, the more beautiful your area that you're building is. And then if you don't get enough ding noises, the game ends. You run out of tiles. The ding noises you just have to follow them to success. So if you're looking for a chill city builder as you're traveling, this is great on the Steam Deck. Um, it's a great little puzzle game, and I would recommend it. It's it's a puzzle game primarily, and it's a city builder secondarily, right? I mean... Yeah, only in aesthetics, basically. Yeah, only, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm... It really reminded me of this other game. I'm trying to find it right now, and I cannot. I can find pictures of it, but I cannot find the game. But yeah, it's just you know, chill. No, no real rush. No stress. Just a nice time. Yep. Yeah, and it's uh, overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Oh yeah, I feel like this is one oh, of yeah. the best ones of these types of games that uh, has been made. So thanks for that, Dark Cheetos. That was Dwarf Romantic, one word. Re- really strange uh, yeah. looking name. Um, right. I am not the, nor am I the premier person to be talking about Counter-Strike 2, but I feel like uh, we need to. That's a that's a pretty big uh, thing. I actually don't have a whole lot of information on it. I, I watched two videos. I don't know when it's coming out. Um, but it, you can definitely tell it's on the Source 2 engine. And the Source 2 engine looks dated at this point. Like, nothing really wowed 
me as far as graphically. And, you know, when you're showing off a tech demo, usually you're like really pushing pixels and you're, you know, putting your best foot forward. And I was just like, okay. But technically they, they're making advancements that were uh, pretty cool. The smoke um, physics are actually very cool. So the smoke is like this living thing that lives in the world or that t- occupies space in the world and it shapes itself to where you throw it. So like if you throw it in a corner, it'll make an L shape. Or if you throw it in a, <laughs> a curved area, it'll you know be circular. And um, bullets passing through it, actually, it's kind of like in a movie or something, slow motion, the bullets passing through make these little holes in the smoke where you can see through. And if you throw a grenade at it, it like pushes the smoke out of the way for a second and you can like shoot through it. So um, it it doesn't sound like much, but smoke is so huge in Counter-Strike. I'm talking about like, you know, it's 10% of the game probably. Um, smoking the right area and, and, and hiding your your uh your movements but now that can be countered and also you can move your own smoke around so uh that was really cool um what else would there they had another technical um thing that they were showing off um they're bringing back all the old maps um the classic ones have been touched up graphically but only graphically because like i said these things have been locked down pixel perfect so they're not changing anything um then there's the shitty ones that nobody plays, and th- those are getting a visual and a technical update. And then um, there are brand new ones uh, coming out. But yeah, like, are you guys watching the video? Like, n- not visually impressive, stunning or anything, right? I mean, it's better. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it's looks better. awesome. Um, yeah. I'm on their site right now. The thing that excites me is, I guess they're releasing the source to mapping tools to the community that looks cool Mm. that looks like people are gonna have fun with that yeah uh so um maybe nick will talk about this more i'm sure he'll have all the wrong information next week (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see uh i think i'm i'm past shooters guys i'm i don't know you know really even uh what's the one that you it's like your second most played game. Insurgency? You, yeah, yeah, I had to uninstall it because it was too addicting, like a lot of things. You have to uninstall everything. Yeah. That's, not, that's not saying much anymore. Yeah. But are you, are you past them like you're so good at them that you've evolved? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> and yet you, know, you, you haven't needed to uninstall this podcast, Christian. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's coming. That's next week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... It's the opposite. I'm just kind of bad at them, but I, I will keep queuing and keep playing and I'm not winning and I'm not getting kills because I'm just not good at shooters or I haven't put in the time to be good at shooters. So I don't know. Yeah. I definitely got to a point. Like I used to play them a lot. I used to play Counter-Strike and TF. Well, TF2 is a little different. It's a kind of a different game. Um, but um uh apex legends uh stuff like that and was never great uh pubg definitely not ever great actually nick will tell you like anytime we run together you know, i'm my skills are laughable compared to his he's actually super good nick's at pretty good at shooters. shooters yeah 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 and um so yeah at a certain age i was just like yeah you know the juice isn't worth the squeeze uh 
not not even just the price, but the time invested because just losing the whole time. That's not fun. Yeah. And with something like Counter-Strike, like you said earlier, the game, like where to put your smokes and shit and where to drop your nades. Yeah. And I feel like there's all this built up knowledge that people have had and I'm like coming in new and I'm dying in like 10 seconds. And if they're reusing the same maps, uh, you know, the new smoke mechanics aren't going to help me. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. It yeah, reminds uh, me of Chad because he would uh, he wouldn't say that he was bad at at any games, but he would always he lose. would say that he always preferred certain types of of characters, and they were always the lowest skill cap characters, like Bristleback in Dota or Lucio in um, in Overwatch. All these characters, I remember him saying this on the podcast once. He said, uh, "You know, I like heroes that have an area effect where you just have to move around." <laughs> Something. It's like you mean the easiest heroes to play or the easiest characters to play in the entire game? God, dude, he's so easy to beat at Street Fighter. Oh my god, it's so easy because he gets into this thing where he just wants to. I just want to do this move. I just want to do this move, and then like that's all he he would rather pull off the move and lose than than not pull off the move. So you just block the move and then kill him <laughs> it's so easy it's not about so winning dude it's about the moves we made on the way <laughs> it's so true true uh, oh i like the i like the wordplay here enchanted in enchanted like, yeah spelled like, like, like an in yeah like an in that you stay and spend the night in because this is a game that yeah i'm, I'm i've got a theme going with my on the radar here it's games that are ripped off slash inspired by other more popular games um this one if you take one look at enchanted it looks just like overcooked um and it is it's it's a co-op game where you run around in a top-down area trying to manage an inn an enchanted inn if you will and this not only involves serving the customers and making sales uh but you have to brew potions and um, do, do some other things as well. It's got a few more mechanics. Um, what's interesting about this though, is there's a, a progression to it. It almost looks a little easier, I guess, than Overcooked, which I kind of like the idea. Overcooked was a great game, but it got pretty stressful, especially if you're trying to play with people and they're just like not up to snuff. It was just, it, it was not a good time. And it, the fun lasted for a little while and then you're just kind of over it. But this actually has some some progression so you can unlock things and then they make the next round easier. They give you some sort of advantage. So there's a, a progression to it. Um, and it's got a good art style, you know, pretty similar to Overcooked. So could be good. This game is uh, coming out March 28th and it's going to be 20 bucks, but it's on sale for 17. So I guess grab it while it's on sale. Uh, it is going to have um, online co-op too which overcooked, overcooked didn't have, didn't until have it not natively yeah well not until their second one i mean you could use when overcooked came out they didn't have the the steam remote play so mm. you could use like hamagachi or there's some other um alternatives uh to use but i think overcooked 2 was that came out and released with with online play but this one this one does have it is there a name for these types of games Fucking break up with your girlfriend games, dude. Th this has been the closest that me and Rand have had the cops called on us. Definitely playing mm -hmm. 
overcooked <laughs> story mode and uh, yelling at each other to chop yeah. the fucking tomatoes with all the windows. Up. Do Canadian <laughs> be- uh, Canadian cops they carry just like rubber bats around, or I mean like uh, f- styrofoam bats? Nah, just they're like... just as shitty as American cops, except uh, Canadian. So yeah, styrofoam bats, <laughs> what wiffle bats? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Overcooked was like a stressful game. It yeah. it has the appearance of being very casual. No, but then you yeah, start yeah. playing it, and then immediately it's just like, oh my god! All right, I need a break. This yeah. is this is too much. When, and the more people that you play with, the more the more angry. The more relationships you can ruin at one at one yeah. time. It got. Uh, we didn't even beat Overcooked too. We got to one of the last sessions, and the four places we were making stuff on like one would sink in the ocean if you were on there you would die and then they'd like switch like those cup games like and then the ingredients just popped up randomly in the water you had to fish them out it was like i was was, yeah it was not fun i was like this is not fun this is like fucking torture (laughs) yeah yeah i think overcooked 2 was a little bit better about that but i don't know i never made it till like to the late game on that so maybe it got more difficult but yeah, so I'm hoping this one is a little more on the casual side, and they give you more stuff to do. They say brew potions, fish, cook, and fight are the things that you do in this. So eh, I can't multitask, so I like on these games. I'll just well, that's like, why you I'll be no... in charge of carrots. Okay, <laughs> we'll have that's like a, an unlimited supply of carrots. Like everything else <laughs> would be like on fire, but those Maybe carrots I can't move. There's too many carrots on the goddamn <laughs> ground. Yeah. Oh, you know what's cool about Overcooked that, you know, for late game play is the throwing of things to each other. That really helps. Oh, you have to at some point, right? Because there's gaps in the ground. Like, why are we serving food on a fucking pirate ship? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or there's lava going through our restaurant. I don't know why we're still serving <laughs> customers. Literally unplayable. This seems, I can't. This seems like a fucking emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck our star rating. We got to think about our fucking lives. All right. All right. Well, let's get to some games that we have played this week. I have been dealing with some internet issues still. How's my audio sounding to you guys? Oh, way better, dude. Amazing. Okay. All right. Maybe they have fixed it. I don't know. We'll see. So what happened was, if you listen to last week's episode, you could tell like my audio is cutting in and out. Um, I contacted my ISP about it and they're just like kind of giving me the run around at first because it's a really unique problem. Like the problems exist in video games and voice and video chat and that's it. YouTube videos, fine, like regular web browsing. I do a speed test and it's the numbers are where they should be. So it was kind of difficult for me to explain to them and they started asking for some real technical stuff and I sent it to them. And then at, at a certain point, they admitted there was a problem that they're working on it. And uh, that it was actually with their service provider and um, they're still working, working on getting that fixed. But I don't know. I still feel like I was experiencing some lag spikes in games like a day ago. So, Dude, your ISP yeah, has was, an ISP? Yeah, apparently, man. But yeah, it was how, like how an outbound <laughs> all the way to the top. <laughs> um but was what was really weird is that I was experiencing different issues in different games. So obviously, uh, it was like an outbound packet issue. There was packet loss on my upload. So, you know, voice and video chat is going to be heavily affected. But when I'm playing a game, um, every game seemed to deal with it a little bit differently. The worst of all of them, um, probably being Deep Rock Galactic, actually. 
in Deep hmm. Rock Galactic, I had a 50-50 chance that I would just get disconnected. There was some rubber banding here and there that would happen from time to time, but it was really like if I was playing like a half-hour mission, it was a flip of a coin whether or not I was just going to get suddenly disconnected. Um, and that's tough to deal with because, you know, you put in a lot of work on a mission and then you just get kicked and then someone else comes in and takes your spot. Um, so that sucked. Uh, not as bad, but still pretty bad was Heroes of the Storm because it would get really bad during a team fight when there was a lot of action and it would just be a huge lag spike, like a one, one second long. It doesn't sound huge, right? But in a game, like that's the world. Um, and it would happen constantly too. It was just like, I'd have little micro stutters just every, every couple of seconds or every minute. It was super annoying. Um, This sounds bad, dude. Did you use this time to, um, you know, bad internet, good time to maybe connect with the family or, um, read a book Yeah, (laughs) and then have them over and then not be able to read your book. (laughs) Uh, or just play single player games, which is what I did. I'll talk about that later. But um, you know what game dealt with this the best, though, was Overwatch 2. I played a lot of Overwatch 2 this mm. week. Um, mm. I constantly had the little flashing icon in the top left corner that said, hey, you're losing packets. But I didn't notice. I mean, I'm pretty bad in Overwatch 2. So, I mean, I could it could have been affecting my my accuracy or my skill shots, and I wouldn't have noticed. But... Um, I, I don't think I didn't notice any problem in that game, nice. even though it was constantly telling me there was a problem. Maybe it was fine for you, but everyone else is like this fucking guy jumping all over the screen. Can't get him. He's like, you know, <laughs> using his cheating. Yeah. Upload to his advantage. Oh, God. You know, that happened to me one time a long time ago. Um, back in the mid 2000s, it was right when they came out with the two graphics cards, um, NVIDIA had SLI and AMD had, oh, what did they call it? Oh man, I can't remember. But AMD had their own version of like SLI where you run two graphics cards in tandem. And I I was experimenting with this with two AMD cards. And for some reason in a game I was playing, I think it was Team Fortress 2, it just caused me to glitch it it caused me to move super fast and like at a stuttered frame rate so it wasn't like it gave me much of an advantage but to people who i was playing the game with it looked like i was just speeding across the map and using hacks so every time i went into a server they would just (laughs) kick me for cheating yeah i'm not surprised this was like right when this stuff came out so i don't even know if they still do that does anyone still run two graphics cards anymore i barely want one graphics card I haven't heard about that in a long time, dude. Yeah, and I, I mean, think I, f- I feel like they came out with Sly, and then people did it for some people did it for like that generation of cards, and then that that was it. Because yeah, okay. the next generation, I remember where they were like, "This is better than two cards on Sly," and then people were like, yeah. so "Why the fuck yeah. am I going to do it?" <laughs> that happened. A lot. And then and then now they're just twice as big. <laughs> like, yeah. They're huge. Yeah. Man. It's like, a, oh my God, I can't believe how big my 4080 is. Um, okay, so AMD's version was called Crossfire. I remember now, Crossfire. You'll get caught up in the Crossfire. You guys remember that game? No. no. You did the uh, voice acting for it? Could you do it again? That was pretty cool. No, it was a song. I just wasn't going to sing it. Oh. You, the commercial. Look up the commercial for Crossfire. You'll see what I'm talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you're a 90s kid, you know this. 
Um, oh, yeah. oh, is that the, with the Hot with Wheels? All the fire in the background. Hot no, Wheels? No, dude, the, the game, it was a board game where you shoot these little things on a board at each other. And uh, the Crossfire com- commercial was just like on TV all the time. And it was like these kids playing and it was all the CGI flames everywhere. And it was like they're in like a like a pit fight or something. And these other kids around like cheering them on. And then one like shoots the other one. And then oh my gosh, like, yeah. And then he spins away, dude. My parents loved me. So they didn't let me watch violent, you know, video game commercial board Uh, game commercials. Nineties commercials were the best. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. What you're saying about the dual GPUs is totally true because you never got double the performance out of them. You got, if you were lucky 1.5. So you're buying two GPUs and you're getting 1.5 the value out of them. Mm-hmm. So it was not a really good investment, but for people who wanted to just like push it to the max, they would do that. Also, they were a beast to cool. Dude, imagine two graphics cards that you got to cool in your in your uh, computer. Um, and then, yeah, a newer graphics card would come out and just be better than like the SLI top tier. Sad. So, yeah. That, that that was my week, but um, I'll talk about the game that I did play a little later. Somebody else can uh, can talk about their game, or we can watch the Crossfire commercial. I don't know. I don't know if put we should. Put it on. I don't know. I couldn't find that... it. I couldn't. I, I did a search on YouTube. And... Out of your goddamn, maybe like Canada blocks it or something. I yeah, know. it's too I violent. think it was one of Bobby's fever dreams. It never really <laughs> a happened. A bunch of yeah. kids were in the alleyway. They were it's beating the, the shit th- out of each other. <laughs> they were it's shooting. the first thing that comes up. I'm putting it in chat. Oh, okay, okay. First thing that comes up All when right. I look in YouTube. I type in crossfire in YouTube, and it just comes right up. Really? Damn. Okay. Uh, I don't see yeah. where you put it in chat either. I've got the crossfire blinders on. I, I can't I see. I put it in Twitch <laughs> chat. <laughs> oh, Twitch chat. He's, okay. he's right. cross-eyed he's, when it comes to cross, <laughs> yeah. crossfire. Uh, just uh, I can't see it. Okay, I'm going to talk about Bobby's favorite type of game. All our favorite types. Uh, survival crafting games, you know. Uh, I've unlocked the cheat code. I know how to play these games. And I want to share that with everyone. So what you do is you set a day of the week. Tuesday, in my case. And all your friends and you. Uh, excuse me. Yep. Yes, sir. Can it be Wednesdays too? Go fuck yourself. No, yeah, it can be Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whatever day you want, you know, and you all go at the same time and you all play for the same amount of time and you all hang out together and progress at the same amount of time, survival crafting. And then if anyone logs into the server and tries to get ahead or does anything else without the group there, you ban that person and you don't play with them again because they're ruining the game. That's my that's my thesis on these games. They're only fun. If you, or they're the most fun, if you go in with your friends and you're all experiencing it together and you don't have someone, you know, being a a loot gremlin, basically like giving out high level gear and stuff, um, or saying, I beat this boss and this is what you do here, here and here, like backseating you basically being fucking annoying. Uh, it's just better if you all discover stuff together because there's no other game. I think that's like that. You'll never all go to something and be like, what is this? We can't figure it out. And that is fun. The puzzle aspect of you doing that with your friends is fun, in my view. So you're an ab- anti-capitalist com- communist, is what I'm getting. Nobody can achieve. Nobody can try to be other- better than the others. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they can try, but on the time that the whole group plays, you know, it's like a D and D session. Like you should treat it more like a an event that you're having with your friends than something that you get ahead in. Like D&D wouldn't be fun if you just showed up one 
quests. And someone's yeah, like, yeah, saying. I played for four hours and I'm level 10 and I'm going to lead you through all these, all this content. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good analogy. So are there specific games that you're playing like this? Yeah. Astroneer. We've been playing it for the past three months and I think we've pretty much beaten it. And I don't think I can say that of any other crafting survival. And it's just because it's been fun every single time we've explored all the planets We've unlocked the end game. All we have to do is set up this satellite, get these little crystals in the satellite. And I think we've like won the survival crafting game, which I think a gripe a lot of people have with these types of games is they're not winnable. But I think they are. If you do them properly, I think they can be. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Astroneer was one of the few games, survivor survival games that I enjoyed, actually. But when I played it, it was still in it might've been in beta or it was an early development. There were things that just were not functioning correctly. And I, I, I couldn't continue with it, but I always meant to go back to it. I don't even know if it was multiplayer back when I played it. Might not have been. They're still releasing updates for it. So I know it's had like a really long dev cycle. Um, mm-hmm. I do recommend Astroneer for these types of set a date and play a survival crafting game. And I don't recommend playing a survival crafting game any other way. If you do, you're wrong. Okay. Well, you can play it single player and see how far you can. Oh, get totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then get your uh, your your house ripped apart when you're offline. Exactly. Yeah. Which is also sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's All my right. little rant. I'm tired of hearing about a, your shitty little games. Every month. <laughs> let, me, let me talk about some triple A fucking awesomeness. Right. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I am enjoying Returnal so goddamn much. Um, I do not get a lot of time to play. Uh, my total play time, well, I got about three hours last night and then maybe two hours at some, so five hours this week, you know, I mean, I've been working like a dog, but Returnal scratches two itches for me. Um, one, there is the, to call the, to call the single player, it, yeah, it's a roguelike, but it, it's unlike any other roguelike where like the line. The runs are intended to be very long. Like you could have a fifty-minute run on, or 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 longer, hour and a half, and you're you know you're going up against bosses and stuff. And then if you get to a certain level, uh, you can then teleport to that level. So you're making progress. You you can skip all the beginning levels and go to the fourth level if you're on the fourth level. So you're making progress, uh, like big strides, and it's it's really cool. And uh, the story is. I heard a lot of people complaining about it, the way it's implemented, but um, I, I enjoy it. I think I know what's going on already, and they're still not like, here it is. Like, this is the whole, I haven't got the full secret, but I'm pretty sure it's kind of like a Shutter Island thing going on, I think. But I, I don't have confirmation on that yet. Um, But yeah, if I feel like a slow-paced like game where I want to advance and make permanent um, progress... I could play that like something li- not relaxed because it's not constant combat, but like uh, just a more structured, uh, slower structured game. Then I'll go with the story based. And then if I just want pure action, nonstop, like fucking craziness, I go to the Tower of Sisyphus, which is the other option. There's a there's a literal branching path at the very beginning. Every time you die, you get spawned again. You can go left and go into the the world, or you can go right and go into the Tower of Sisyphus. That easy. 
Um, and the Tower of Sisyphus is literally by Native Isaac. I mean, just straight up. Um, you go into a room, you kill all the bad guys, um, you go to the next room. It could be a trap room, it could be a store, or it could be another uh, more combat room. And uh, you kill everything, you build up these like combo uh, points. And then if you, the faster you go, the less point uh, bonus you get. So you just, uh, you're trying to fucking run through the whole thing. And not just that, but your experience points, or I would say your, your currency in the game falls from, they, they're like pinatas, everything you kill, but it falls on the ground at the, at their feet. And if you don't pick them up within three seconds, they disappear. So it constantly is pushing you to go towards the enemies. And uh, it makes it look, you know, like, like I've said, it looks like a fucking anime battle. Um, Christian, you saw it for the first time. Yeah, That's the, why I uploaded it. Where's, uh, are you playing the video right now? I don't know if you're playing the video or you're playing. Uh, I was just on the Steam page, but I'm going to play the video right now. Oh. But what you uploaded so, I, was awesome. Yeah. Like every time you talk yeah. about this game, I, I want to play it. It just looks sweet. Yeah. So I on our YouTube channel, um, what is our YouTube channel? How do we get people? Digital at? Logic. Digital Logic. Uh, go to dlgaming.net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to dlgaming.net and click on YouTube, I think. It'll get you there. It's my first uh, thing that I put up. And you know what? This wasn't even a crazy run. This is just like an average run. I just happened to record it. And it's 16 minutes long. I played... I don't know, for probably 30 minutes, but holy shit, is it intense? And holy shit, is it fun? Just like, you know, first of all, I'm a sucker for roguelikes. Second of all, it looks amazing. Um, third of all, like I, I keep been, I keep saying, it doesn't trick you into thinking you're doing cool things. You're actually doing cool things. And that's actually, that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I wasn't even going to buy this game. John had like recommended it to me when he was playing it on Sony. And then it came out. I was just like, I'm not going to pay fucking 60 bucks. And he bought it for me. And it, it might be my game of the year. Yeah. 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 So I was, yeah. I'm watching your video now. Sorry. And I'm, I'm just like enthralled by these disco lights and like your dashes. And <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking sweet. Yeah. It's so sweet. And it makes me feel like I'm good at video games too. Oh, by the way, 10,000th in the world right here. You're looking at him. <laughs> Mr. Ten Thousand for what? Yeah. Returnal? Yeah, for you. Oh, so the Tower of Sisyphus has its own, uh, like, ranking system. Oh, cool. That's why you want to get your your bonus. Ten thousand. Are you Ender's Logic on there? How can I confirm this, yeah. dude? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've only played Tower of Sisyphus like six times, so um, yeah, that that score is definitely going to go up for sure. I promise you guys. Okay, get that up. I want to I want to stream this game because uh, I think it's a streamable game, very stream. The tower, the tower, anyway. Hmm. So yeah. So what's the pale beyond, Bobby? <laughs> the pale beyond was a game that Fastidious had bought for me, wanted me to check it out, and I took one look at it and I was like, "Whoo, okay, I don't know, I'll give it a shot, man." And it was a little tough at first because this is a survival game, but it is a uh, it's not your typical survival game. You're really just making decisions and you're not running around chopping down trees. Um, it is... Like choose your own adventure? Kind of like that. There is a lot of reading, especially up front. And it took 
a little bit to get through that. I was like, man, this is a bit of a chore at first and I was not feeling it. But then I hit a point where I really started to enjoy this game. Um, they do one thing with the dialogue that, you know, first of all, I thought, why do I not like reading so much when I'm playing video games? Is it because like my expectation is I'm here to play a game and I want something interactive and then you make me read and I'm upset? It could be a little of that, but also I... I kind of realized that reading in video games is like a lot of dialogue. And when you read a storybook, and I, I do, I read a lot. Like I like reading books, but I just don't like it in video games. And I think there's a key difference here. Like a lot of video games, it's just dialogue. There's there's no like descriptions or, you know, these, um, you know, these paragraphs describing things or, you know, it's just like straight up dialogue and it's hard to carry an entire story just on that alone. So I think that's why it kind of suffers a little bit for me. Chad um, always complains. Chad's almost like a speed reader. His dad reads a, like a novel a day and then he see, he sends him garbage bags full of books and then Chad reads some of them. Anyway, he reads super fast and he hates it because he reads it so fast and then the, the voice acting so far behind that he it just bothers the shit out of him but i have the opposite i was like just slow down with your acting bro like i read so slow i'm like the man went to well there's a lot of things that they can do wrong when it comes to text and video games so this one doesn't have any voice acting i mean there's a little bit there's like a part where they sing a song and you you hear that but um one of the mistakes they make in this game is uh, when you're doing these um conversations, these dialogue options uh, that they give you, you select one and then you obviously read the responses and then you select one. And then once you select it, it places it in the dialogue. So you read it a second time. And that's just like super annoying because the, the, the big problem that I have with a lot of these in video games is that there's too much of it. I, I liked inscription. Inscription, it, it had some it had some reading, but it kept it short. There's like a sentence or two here, but like some of these games just keep going and going. And it's honestly not very well written, like in a lot of games. Like, I just don't think there's a lot of good writing in video games. And I think that's in part due to what I mentioned earlier about it just being all dialogue for most, most of the time. Now remind um, me, you liked this game? Eventually. So once I got out of the prologue, I actually really enjoyed the mechanics of the game where you have to make decisions. Because what's happening here is you're the first mate on a ship that's on this voyage up to like the icy north. And you're on this expedition. Uh, it's kind of a rescue mission, but you're not really sure the captain's not being very clear with you. And after the prologue, you get stuck in the ice. The captain disappears and you're in charge of the ship. So you have to make all the decisions. Plus you have to win over the crew to your side. You have to decide like, okay, I'm going to send this person out to go hunting and this person out to um, uh, run the engines or get fuel. Or, and these guys are, it, it's like resource management. It's like a, it's a management game is what it becomes. And um, then there's like the whole balancing of uh, like keeping everybody happy and winning people over. So they accept you as the captain. Um, and some parts of the story actually got a little interesting too. Um, like is it, mutiny and is that the, like a game ender? Is that something that can happen? Um, there are points in the game where you have to, 
the crew votes on who they want in charge. So you have to make sure that you have enough Mm. of your crew on your side. Um, Yeah. But there was like one particular part of the story that I, I actually got pretty invested in was the cook who also is like the musician and he plays music for everybody at the end of the day. Um, he was really loyal to the old captain who just disappeared and he wouldn't really accept me as a new captain. So he started singing these songs that were little jabs at me. Mm. And I was like, dude, fuck this guy. And, um, you have to address that at some point. And one of the options is just smash his accordion. And every time I wanted to do that, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to just be like, boom, I'm in charge here, bitch. You smashed my necromantic cat in <laughs> D and D dude. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, I no. probably did. Yeah, yeah, he was a fucking paladin. Uh, somebody was like, you know, he's a necromancer and you're a paladin. Oh, it was Nick. He was like pushing Bobby to do any role playing whatsoever. <laughs> and I had this like skeleton cat. And then one morning we woke up and he just smashed my cat too. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it was probably evil. I think that cat was plotting against us. Plus, I, you know, in video <laughs> games, I, it, video games are like the complete opposite of real life for me. I like to solve all my problems by just smashing things and killing people. But um, I, I exercised some self-control here and I did not smash his accordion, but I was firm with him. And I think that ended up playing out better in, in this game. Um, but I don't know. I'm in the, uh, the second act. I'm assuming there's three. And there's a bit of a mystery wrapped up into this because before the captain disappeared, he said, we're actually hunting ghosts or something like that. So I don't, I, I, I don't know what's going on or where this is leading to, but it, it turned out the game turned out to be pretty good. It was just a bit of a hurdle at the beginning where there was just excessive dialogue to get through. Um, and I don't know if I, it's a bit of a roguelike. Like if you fail the game, you got to start over again, or I think you can go back and reload from certain points. But um, I don't know if you have to redo the the prologue if you start again. This looks awesome, but, dude. A lot of these fellow traveler games are, like you said, roguelike story games. I played Sue's Rain and I loved it. It's like a, a mm-hmm. nation manager, but you just make dialogue options. And, it, and I thought the they did the dialogue really well. Like it was like, yeah, a couple sentences and you choose your decision and that's that. And then something visual happens. So what, what yeah. did, did you call this? Is, is there a genre here? Did you call it a fellow, what fellow challenger? What'd you call uh, it? That's What'd the publisher say? is fellow traveler. Oh, and they just I see, publish I see. a lot of these games that maybe should gotcha. be the genre though. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, they call it a resource management game, which I can see that's definitely what it is, but it's a bit, of, it's a bit of a visual novel or a text adventure as well too. Cause there's just, there's a lot of dialogue. You, you know what I, I liked what um, mass effect did. So they'd give you the dialogue options and you choose your response, but then the, the acting and the voice acting would be different. It would be in the same vein of what you had picked as your text response, but it would be more fitted to actual verbal conversation. So um, that kind of switched it up a little bit, but uh, this game unfortunately does not do that. You have to read your responses twice. And, uh, and sometimes when I'm reading like cutscenes or like dialogue in games, I'm editing it in my head. I'm just like, that's not needed. Like that, <laughs> the last two things that this person said are just like, they add absolutely nothing. Like, I don't know, maybe when people are writing these, they think like they get really involved and they think it adds like a little character or flavor or something, but it doesn't like nobody cares. Maybe like, you're just, just fucking picky, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like editing the I'm, dialogue. I'll send you my notes after, uh, fellow traveler. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I got some notes, man. I got some notes. Uh, this game is 90% on Steam, though, dude. So just like these, I mean, it sounds like your gripes are pretty small potatoes. Overall, people are liking this and you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Once I got past the prologue, I really had a good time with it. Um, it and it's totally one of those, like, just one more turn kind of games. Like you want to do the next day and and manage your little colony of people and living on the ice. But uh, yeah, it, it's good. I can recommend it if you like these types of games. Um, if you do not like these types of games, and I would not touch this game because it is not for you. <laughs> I think these games are for uh, like specific people. Uh, I'm looking at the first review here on Steam and the first con is a lot of clicking through repeated dialogue could use a skip or fast forward for the parts you've already done. Okay. Now you're just cherry picking reviews, Bobby. Come oh, on. Wait a second. He says, <laughs> buy Bobby digital. <laughs> Literally yeah. the first review on here, guys. Come on. Um, I heard, I've heard that edit. before, dude. I've heard about the fucking, whatever that game was. <laughs> Who's it by? King Tehran? Yeah. <laughs> by Kelpie Gems. I like that name. Uh, but he says, edit patch 1.22 fixes this as you can hold control to fast forward through dialogue. Mm, cool. Okay. All this right. came out February 2023. Sorry, usually I'm like kind of uh, knowledgeable about this, but I thought this was like an old game that he bought you, but this is brand new stuff. No, this just came out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Fastidious does not do old games. He is single-handedly holding up the whole video game industry. <laughs> he buys himself and friends copies. Oh, man. Yeah, he, God, he rolls through games like I can't believe. Yeah. Uh, he was a fan of uh, Returnal 2. He said it was too hard, though. Uh, I don't know. Um, once you get into it. Anyway, just got Returnal on the brain, guys. Uh, we played uh, Diablo 4 with a lot of people last night. We had six people playing. You could only play with four, but we had six in the voice channel, which gets really fun. Um, so I played with um, JP Diddy, Rubber Nuts, and a new guy that I didn't know on the Discord. Uh, you can get our Discord by dlgaming.net and clicking on Discord. Um, yeah, every once in a while, uh, something pops off, and Diablo 4 being free for a weekend is a pretty big thing. Bobby, it's too bad you didn't know it was free. Oh. Yeah, you know, and I might have played it, but I, I just don't like the idea of playing that game without my progress saving, because if I'm going to get into that game, it's going to be, like, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get yeah, it. The there. thing is, it's like 70 bucks just to see if you like it. That's, that's a hefty. Oh, I know game. I'm going to like it, dude. I, when I, the, the second I turned on a stream and saw that game, I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's got a lot of things going good for it. So it looks great. Um, it plays very good. Not great, I would say. Um, it. Ha the events and things that happen, the, the environments are incredible. The uh, just scripted, somewhat scripted, because it's, you know, randomly generated levels, but the little scripted things that happen in the level, like something like a chandelier falling, not a chandelier falling, but like, you know, something like that, just things are happening in the level that are fucking sweet because usually ARPGs don't do that because because usually because it's randomly generated levels and stuff so like just things will happen in the background um 
we were on a spider level and we ran into a bad guy that was made out of spiders, like a human being that was made out of spiders, kind of like the guy from uh, Half-Life. And we popped that bitch open and a bunch of spiders came out of him. That We were like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Um, there was a level where we all stood. We went into it and we, you know, it was like an HR Geiger tentacle kind of weirdness. And we didn't run and kill things. We stood around and watched the walls. Like it's so visually impressive, this game. Um, but uh, I guess my caveat would be that the skill system, you know, now after playing Last Epoch, um, the skill system and the skill tree on that game and the crafting in that game are so well done um, that I haven't played enough Diablo 4 to say that it's worse. But it, it's just, you know, that for me has been the epitome of skill tree, uh, skill tree and maybe any game, but especially an ARPG. And then the crafting was very well implemented as well. Um, the I don't understand the skill tree in Diablo. I don't know what they're going for, really. Um, you can respec all the time, uh, and you could do it for free under level 15, and then you could do it for very cheap a few levels after that. Um, so that's okay. Um, but it's kind of like you have to spend a certain amount of points to get to the next tree. And uh, I don't. I don't get how it could be fun. Once you, it seems like once you start picking your skills, it's pushing you in a certain direction, and then you have to go that direction instead of like just doing yeah. anything you want anytime. Honestly, dude, it doesn't matter. Two weeks after this game comes out, people are going to theory craft it to death, and you're just going to look up what the best build is for whatever class you're playing. I mean, it's yeah, Diablo. I never do that, dude. I always do the opposite. I never. Uh, whatever the top deck in magic is, I will not play it. I only ever do my own ho- homebrew. Always, well, you're not going to be top ten thousand in Diablo. Four. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't. I don't care. I rather do mediocre with my own build than do a internet build and do I was, great. I, I was watching a stream earlier today of someone playing Diablo Four, and I actually really enjoyed this streamer. I can't remember his name. It was like Rax something. Raxanthemus. I don't know. People have too complicated. What's funny is who's complaining about how complicated the name of the um, hometown in Diablo Four is. And he's like, I'm just going to call it Kmart because it's it's too many <laughs> syllables. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, your name is too many syllables. Again with these, <laughs> again with these notes, dude. Send them. Yeah. Send them in. Oh yeah, dude. I got. There's one thing I got, man. It's nuts. <laughs> Um, but he said two really interesting things. Number one, Last Epoch was a fantastic game, and that, um, and, and he special. This streamer specializes in these types of games. Um, okay, this is like all he plays, and he said Last Epoch was just incredible. Um, and two, he said that you know people are going to be judging um, Diablo Four when it comes out against all these other games. But what you've got to remember is that you've got to compare Diablo Four to these other games at launch. So is Diablo Diablo Four is going to have way more content than Diablo Three did at launch, or that all these all these other ARPGs did at launch. But when it comes out, you know, obviously people are going to look at Diablo Three and it's got Reaper of Souls and all these classes and all all this content, and they're going to be like, well, why doesn't Diablo Four have this? So, you know, it's um it's kind of an unfair 
comparison. There's also, uh, yeah, I I agree. Um, but it's kind of like what I was talking about Counter Strike uh, earlier. It just has you know so many iterations and and little fixes that it gets better down the line. But Last Epoch isn't even out. They're like at point nine. It's still in uh, early access. I don't know what they're going to do to do that 1.0, but it's a done deal. Like that thing is wrapped up. You could fucking put a bow on it. It's good to go. Um, maybe they're going to put more end game on it. Um, uh, I heard a complaint today about the end game. Apparently you have, there's a new stat after you beat the game called like stability. And you have to build that up in order to get like a certain boss to spawn. And then you kill that boss, and if you don't get the loot that you wanted off that boss, you got to build up more stability again. And it takes about an hour to do that, so that doesn't seem very fun. But I don't know. Um, uh, you are doing it in a super customizable fucking. Just anybody, just you know, if you have a little bit of interest, just uh, YouTube less epoch um, skill tree. Or epoch, depending on where you're at and who you are. Um, I'm not saying Last Epoch's better than this game because, god damn, the visuals are crazy, <laughs> man! It's so good, it's so good. Um, yeah, I'm my necromancer. Did you post my necromancer, my Edge Lord? His name's Flip Flop. I don't know. I wanted to make him like look super fucking edgy, and then I gave him fucking the stupid name called Flip Flop. But um. Yeah, the graphics are great. You can see right there. I, I think the, uh, this is what happened. I think Captain Gummy wasn't gonna, even going to download it and play it, and he saw the graphics on just the character that I built. He's like, holy shit. He's like, and he started downloading. Sold. So, <laughs> yeah, sold. Yeah. So uh, I could definitely – can I recommend it for $70 based on what I did? And that's the cheapest version you can get is yeah. 70 bucks, right? I would say, I mean, if gun to my head, yes. Gun to my head, it's probably worth $70. Yeah. You got to think about, I mean, dude, I don't really throw around numbers like that. Like, eh, 70 bucks. It's like, am I going to play it? That's the real question. Like, because most games I'll, I'll play for maybe a week and then I'll never touch it again for the rest of my entire life. But Diablo 4 is a good investment. 70 bucks for a game that I'm probably going to be playing off and on for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah dude. That's like, a good way to look pick at that up. So Christian, are you showing his necromancer here? I did. I, I did it? show it. Yeah. Um, Is it in discord? Uh, I'll just share my screen temporarily so that we can all bask in oh, the I glow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The graphics look incredible on that. You're locked into that. Uh, when you pick necromancer, you're locked into that kind of like scrawny, like emaciated. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, that's not the look that you usually go for. This guy yeah. looks like, like he's playing bass for the Deftones or something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I'm still listening, but AFK for a second. Uh, what is Domekeeper, and is it better than Diablo 4? Yeah, so we're talking about AAA titles, and Domekeeper is definitely not one of them. So this was on the, uh, this was on the radar a little while ago. And uh, I picked it up on the Steam sale as my only purchase, trying to buy less games and put more hours into into less games, trying to satisfy myself differently. Um, so the loop of this game is you mine below. 
you get resources and you upgrade your dome. And then in a certain amount of time, aliens come and they try to stomp your shit in. Uh, you know, it's a simple, it's a simple formula here, but it's one of the, I mean, I think it's one of the best games ever made. I don't know if that's, um, if you like these types of games, it's, it's, it's a roguelike, uh, and it's like a, a pretty difficult one. You don't keep anything after moving on, um, unless you reach these milestones and then you unlock a different way to play the game, but it's actually uh, the base stuff that you start off with is a laser uh, and it's really easy to use. And then everything after that is, uh, is a bit more difficult. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Emilio's daughter here trying to say something, but I think as he left, he <laughs> muted the microphone. He's just, you know, <laughs> took the thunder right out of her speech, but uh, you mine below the further you mine, the better resources you get, but the longer it takes you to get back up. And if you don't get up to the top, those monsters are going to stomp your shit in. They're going to wreck everything you've made and you don't take anything with you. So um, it, as far as like these casual roguelike 2D pixel games go, it's beautiful. The sound is the soundtrack is amazing. All the effects are awesome. It's very responsive. And I can definitely recommend this game as uh, if you like roguelikes and uh, I don't know, build your base resource management. This has been out for a little while, right? This is a couple years old. A couple years One year old? old? September 27th, 2022. Ooh, I don't want to dox myself, but that's an important date for me. Um, yeah, 90% on Steam and $23 Canadian, 17 bucks American. I mean... Uh, I like the name of the developer. Bippin' Bits. <laughs> Bippin' Bits. <laughs> yeah. You make a strong uh, case for the game, man. Makes me want to play it. Yeah, and uh, you get, I don't know, there's a bunch of cute stuff. You can unlock this dino downstairs that digs for you, and then you can, like, feed it berries, which increases how fast it digs. Uh, the controls remind me a lot of, like, Killer Queen Black. You know, they're not, hmm. they're meant to be a little less responsive. Wait, does that make sense? You know, like, you overshoot your mark a little bit because you have this jetpack, and part of the game is trying to maneuver around the tunnels that you made. Uh, which is satisfying when you do it right. It feels like you're like threading the needle properly. So, yeah, Dome Keeper, pick it up. Hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Downstairs, downstairs digging dino, dude. Yeah, <laughs> quadruple Ds. Ain't nothing like it. All right, before we move on here, quick shout out to some subscriptions. King Tyron, seven months. We appreciate it, man. Seven months. God, has it been that long? Um, Crazy. Uh, is this one I do a plug? Is there a plug? Hold on. We got one more. Burn oh. Division, 26 months. Damn. Nice. We appreciate it, guys. That's All over right. That's over a week. Um, <laughs> so, Emilio, did you press your uh, little button? Sorry. That mutes you. Yeah, you got quiet. What? what? Oh. There, you, there go. you go. Oh, this? Yeah. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm so, so we're, yeah, yeah, we know, we know you like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I th I've been talking about t-shirts and we made t-shirt sales, which means not that, uh, whatever, whatever we made sales, but what, what it does mean is people went and looked and they thought that they were so cool that they made a purchase. And if you just go look, you will make a purchase too. That's how cool they are. That's what I mean. 
So dlgaming.net uh, merch. Is, is there a merch button? There's a merch button, button right at the top. Yeah. Right at the top. So stair. check that out. Yep. We don't make a lot of money off it. You'll just look. Yeah. Cool. What do we get? 93 cents. It's all for you, basically. It, yeah. It's really, <laughs> it's been, we're like, we're going to get free advertising. So uh, hopefully you're the one extrovert PC gamer. Yeah. <laughs> People ask you <laughs> about your clothes. This. What's this DL gaming yeah. in the style of Bioshock? Yeah. All right. Where are we at in the show? Host. Listener questions. All right. So first one coming from... I, I thought his name was Alatom, but maybe this it's showing a Tom here. I think it's Aye Tom. Tom. I think it's <laughs> yeah. Well, he asks, "What video game OST do you guys think is a banger from start to end?" It's the Hades. It's the Hades soundtrack from start to finish. It's the only game where, instead of spending my hard-fought roguelite little gems that you get after the end of every mission, uh, where you can increase your power level. I went to the uh, musician and I just bought more songs to listen to uh, from the soundtracks. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking I don't know, last night or something that somebody, uh, hopefully somebody's done a documentary on Supergiant. I hope they have. Cause I, I really feel like this developer has fucking blossom blossomed through uh, the beginning of our podcast towards the end. Uh, I mean, to up until day, they just keep incrementally getting better and better and trying new shit and not always like home runs, but just fucking, it's so impressive, man. So impressive. Um, yeah. And then the music's always been great and it's always been a part of, we were talking about it, I think last week, uh, Bastion, yeah. how like the sound, they started off with the sound and also um, Bastion is also looked at as the great narration because uh there's like a great guy with a great voice narrating every one of your moves early on and like and the boy took a slice at the pot you're like what, what the, what's, what's going on here um it, obviously they couldn't do it through the whole game but the narrator does stick with you through the game and yeah it's just they're they're wow are they my favorite developer uh, one of for sure yeah, it used to be Bethesda, but Bethesda, like Zap said uh, yesterday on the Discord, they're uh, they're a shadow of what they are, they were, and the people that started it are long gone. Soundtracks, Bobby, oh. one of your favorite things in this world, music. Oh, sorry, I didn't, uh, I didn't answer. Um, Doom, oh, Doom, probably Doom, cool. Doom, uh, twenty sixteen, okay. incredible soundtrack, and implementation, not just a great soundtrack, but like rising and getting more intense as mm -hmm. the fighting got more intense and then dying down as a slow, not just stop. It's fucking great. Yeah. And a soundtrack should just be more than music in the background. It, it yeah. should serve the game in some capacity. Uh, I like the retro stuff a little bit more. Somebody posted a track from streets of rage in our discord a while back. And that, I mean, that's just a lot of nostalgia for me, but also I hadn't heard it in so long and I'm listening to it. I, I was just reminded how well it fit that game and how good that track was. It was just, God, I love Streets of Rage. I, I didn't have a Sega Genesis. I'd have to go over to a neighbor's house to play that. But man, that was always the game I wanted to play. Um, and also to, uh... Warhammer Mechanicus was a good one. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, is it more of a rock theme or what is it? No, it's like a dark. It's more like dark industrial and a little operatic. Mm. It's uh, it fits perfectly with the Warhammer. It's very in line with the the Warhammer theme. But uh, yeah, that was really good. And again, yeah, you want to do something themed uh, appropriately, not just having some hits on there that don't make mean anything to the game. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but we can move All on. right. Next question from Zap. I used to love Grindfest games like Diablo 2 when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, they no longer interest me due to the time commitment and lack of story progression. Is there a game genre that you grew out of and why? Shooters, I guess. I we talk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier, like online shooters. Or, I'll play uh, an immersive, uh, what are they called now? Immersive... Uh, sim immersive sim like a like uh, a house flipper like a wolfenstein no a wolfenstein one or two they call them immersive sims like uh, a single player shooter basically uh, fps um yeah i'll play those all day because and i'll play them on hard just to like make sure i still got a little bit of (laughs) but um yeah those online ones it's just i was the juice is not worth the squeeze yeah, it's it's difficult to say I grew out of a genre because the genres change so much and not just change, but they mix and match with other genres. So I think we all kind of grew out of shooters. Like it's pretty rare to just release a single player campaign shooter. I mean, it does happen with um, Doom and, and the Wolfenstein games. Of course, those games are uh, pretty old now too, but- uh, They're easily uh, pirated. There's like one of the easiest- yeah yeah it's hard to make money off of those and they um and they only work with really big ips like like doom um but it's kind of you know back in the day that was the only type of game out there um but i don't know i I don't know if i've like grown out of games uh, like game genres I do find myself playing a lot less strategy games just because of the time commitment. And that's really what I think it comes down to for most people, especially now games are designed to monopolize your time. Like that's the most important objective that they have is just to get you to play or be in their environment for as long as possible. Cause the so, longer you're in there, the more likely you are to spend money yeah. in their environment. Yeah. It's like casinos. Like they got to get you through the doors. Once they get you through the doors and they keep you, inside then you know chances are you're going to spend some money yeah um but for strategy so games, they usually don't have like no just with no with i'm talking about games in general oh, okay. and mainly triple a games you know like the big games that are just designed to to make tons and tons of money so it's it is kind of difficult playing games this day and age just because it's like am i going to commit a hundred percent of my game time to this especially doing the podcast like we got to move on to things so um it, i do find myself like less likely to jump on to whatever the next big thing is just because i'm just like I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna invest the time that this game requires you know it's funny after the uh after the episode last week uh, Bobby and I uh, got our family share going so he can he's like yeah I got this new computer I want to push some pixels I was like all right cool let's like get you some high-end stuff so uh, one of them was Returnal and I don't know there was another one that was like 
high graphics and then he ends up playing the inscription <laughs> <laughs> yeah although i did i did also play uh battlefront 2 this week oh, and nice. it looked incredible because my 1080 chugged on that and i had a lot of technical issues when i first started up battlefront 2 it would crash every time i loaded a map on the new computer so i was a little concerned did some googling and someone was like go into this config file delete this thing about the the shader setting i did that and it worked I was like, okay that that's weird but it's really nice to play that game just on max settings because it looks fantastic but also get a really good frame rate like i can play a, a sniper or a specialist or whatever they call it now um of course after an hour i was just like okay i'm kind of over this game but it it is kind of amazing to look at yeah same with squadrons too i feel like after you oh after you've played it a bit uh you can go back in and just like experience being in star wars which is like of course one of my biggest uh you know something that turns me on not in a in a fan way not in a sick way you know get your head out of the gutter bobby you're smiling weirdly at me when i said that but <laughs> <laughs> i still have yet to play squadrons i think they gave that game away on epic games I, i'm pretty sure i have it. dude the yeah. uh, campaign on squadrons is six hours probably ish long and yeah you just feel like you're in a dogfighter like i wouldn't even play the pvp because everyone who's still playing that game is like pretty good uh, it's kind of sad because you're gonna get your head stomped in and i mean you know well i've never been good at um, dogfighters at, at yeah flying games like even in battlefield games i never pilot the uh the jets or the helicopters because i'm just terrible at yeah. it so i'd i'd be more interested in, in it for the single player and i, I gotta say battlefront 2 they really dumbed that stuff down i'm like wow i'm actually getting killed <laughs> nobody plays yeah. that mode like nobody plays that mode you'll be waiting forever in a queue trying to get in um to a, a space battle game why but, would they when they're know, squadrons times. you know like it's just a superior dogfighter i feel like yeah especially now yeah all right. Zep has another question. The International Olympic Committee is trialing video games for the Olympics. Some are notable like Gran Turismo 7 and Just Dance, but most are obscure. What video game would you add to the Olympics? Hmm. Counter-Strike, I guess. I, I think, you know, it's been... Every time you come back to your mic, you're always too quiet. Is it the, uh, is it the distance? Oh, I guess so it is. Yeah. And know. then do the thing do, that you always do when you do this. Uh, there we go. Yeah. It's just automatic when I have something big and black in front of me. Um, where were you talking about? Uh, we were talking about video games for the Olympics. So you said Counter-Strike, oh. which is interesting because that's... Um, it's been competitive it's for so many game. years. Yeah. And... Uh, um. Yeah, I don't know. Counter -Strike. Street Fighter. Street Fighter has been competitive for since it went online, you know, or even before. It was the first tournaments I even ever heard of. Mm -hmm. There was local fucking tournaments. We would give my buddy, the best one of us, we would give him money so he could join the tournament so that he would get the like infinite token card and that he'd share with us. It was awesome. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, fighting games and also Rocket League are. Easy to Rocket translate for one. people. Yeah, yeah. It's an easy game for someone to watch who doesn't play video games and understand. Although, I don't know, some of the Street Fighter games, they get pretty flashy with like the combo moves and it can get difficult to understand what's going on. But I think that's a little more mainstream friendly. 
Dana White, the owner of the UFC, always says that like it, UFC well, MMA will ultimately be the biggest sport in the world because it's so easy to understand. Like this guy's clearly kicking this guy's ass. You know what I mean? In football, you, there's what forty five minutes to explain for them to get a cursory understanding of what's going on. You know. Um, I think, but yeah, same thing with with um, same thing with uh, fighting games. Like, yeah, if they're not super flashy, like a Marvel versus Capcom or something, yeah, you can you understand right away. The life bar goes down, and there you go. I think yeah. you guys bring up good points. I think they would be fun to watch those games, and there would be an audience who likes to watch them. But when I think about the Olympics, I do feel like we're looking for some sort of physical activity, you know, like I think maybe DDR or something where you're moving your body in a coordinated way. And the video game is just a part of that is more like an Olympic thing to, you know, like when you watch someone play DDR and they're really good, it's amazing how quickly they're moving their body and they're getting like perfect combos and stuff. I know for sure. When I watch people play DDR, I think they look ridiculous. I got some notes for you. <laughs> got some notes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Hingle McCringleberry asks, not sure if any of you remember the DDR dance pads that were all the rage in the early 2000s, but do you think those could ever make a comeback or even things like Guitar Hero? It feels like games that need extra hardware declined over the last few years, possibly due mostly to digital gaming. Hmm. Um, no, I think, um, I think something like that will go VR first. I think there'll be a VR version of, I mean, that's what, that's what blade, uh, what do you call it? Um, beat saber kind of is, uh, but there'll probably be a more physical beat saber that will kind of be a huge thing. I think. Yeah. Beat saber was really like the, like DDR 2.0. Yeah, totally. You're saying that, but I'm telling you, the DDR people look way cooler than the Beat Saber people. Yeah, Bobby, I I can't agree with you. I I every time I saw somebody fucking going off on Beat Saber uh, dance, what what, what, what DDR? I'd be, it's so impressive. I thought. I don't know. I think you're jealous, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'd um. Really? Yeah. You guys watch somebody? Can we get a YouTube video? Of yeah. Can we get a DDR? YouTube video, dude? Yeah, let's somebody going and off. just moving a, a incredibly fast, only from the waist down. <laughs> and uh, especially if uh, they are like uh, overweight and don't look athletic, and still fucking destroy it, this is so much better. Uh, well, what, what's that Irish dance, like Irish folk dancing where there's a lot of? It's called kids. river dance. Yeah. River. Dance. Bobby watches yeah. those and he's like, "I don't get it. They look ridiculous." <laughs> uh yeah all right we got amiru here i mean look at that okay maybe they can put a little pizzazz on it like if they do a little bit more but most people she literally yeah, hasn't missed one note I, it does look yeah, a little derpy though. it does look a little derpy but <laughs> a little derpy? <laughs> okay. She has to balance herself. What is the other girl doing? The other girl's on like super easy mode. (laughs) This is such a huge contrast. One person's like nailing it. The other person is like, (laughs) uh, like walking like a giant. I'm I'm barely watching the game. I got other things on my mind. Uh, Oh boy. (laughs) 
All right. Hingle McCringleberry also asks, what is your favorite style of Pringle chips? I love salt and vinegar. This, I got to look these up. I don't have Pringles so often that I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the flavors are these days. But, I mean, anything salt and vinegar is pretty good. It, especially as I'm older, I feel like that's, you know, I don't, when you get older, you kind of go for the, like, Cool Ranch Blast Doritos a little less and, and more for, like, the um, traditional flavors that are, uh, like, salt and vinegar or, um, oh, God, do they have, like, a... Dill pickle? pickle no, the sour cream and onion one like those mm. are good for a little while until they're not like you hit a certain point with those where you're just like oh my god the acidity the acidity builds up to a point that you're just like uh yeah i can't I'll, continue i will burn my tongue out of my mouth if i continue to eat i kind of love the pain of that like a lot of salt and vinegar chips like when the sides of my mouth start to dissolve and the flesh of my skin is exposed to the vinegar that's when <laughs> i know i'm having a really good time it must be it must be what like vampires feel when they've experienced something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that 15th chip. <laughs> um, I'm looking at these. Um, in front of me right now, I re- there, there was a dill pickle. I remember when that came out, I was like, that is really good. Um, the cheddar and sour cream sounds really good. Yeah. I don't know. Besides that, everything else is. Buffalo is never everything that puts buffalo on. I'm I'm never like wow that was really buffalo chicken wing never. I never mean, do you once. know what a buffalo tastes like? No, but I'm saying like you know buffalo wings, like Frank's hot sauce. That's buffalo flavor. Everything else is kind of like a pale, pale comparison to that. Do they have pizza flavored? They do. Every time they do, they do, and I bet it, I bet it tastes terrible. Oh, they have a habanero. Mm. I'll probably love those. That's yummy. Someone tagged me on the Discord, and they said Canada's been hiding these all-dressed chips, and they're the worst flavor, so you can have them. That's all I'm saying. We have all-dressed Pringles, People, people <laughs> keep saying that that's a really good flavor, but you're just not into it, huh, Christian? No. Why would you take all the flavors and put it together? That's not supposed to happen. We have separate flavors for a reason. I used to do that with sodas. You be- every, every flavor bean? in uh is that what they're called in harry potter no they're called something else but they're all uh, random flavors and some of them are gross and some of them are you good. used to do the swamp yeah. water bobby with the pops but then it only tastes like sprite <laughs> swamp water with the pops no dude no that's not what we call it down here <laughs> in california we call it a suicide a suicide oh. why is everything yeah, so no, violent dumb. you're like oh this board uh, game I because see. we have guns dude <laughs> We call when you mix all the pop together. What do you call that? A suicide? Why? Certain uh, death. And we don't call it pop. But I, I don't know. I think it is called pop in most places. But we call it soda. But yeah, man, it uh, it kind of tasted like bubble gum. Honestly, I, I remember doing that a lot. Um, bubble gum. It wasn't that sounds good. Delicious. I love one. Yeah. All right, last question from Morconius. Favorite fruit or vegetable and favorite meat or meat substitute? How do you like eating these foods, like a specific recipe or a preferred cut of meat? I like a good old-fashioned oh, no. apple. Emilio's <laughs> muted and stuff. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you muted yourself in Riverside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Sorry. Damn. 
Oof. Oof. <laughs> big, big oof. Uh, Asian pears are probably my favorite fruit. Oh, those those things good. are incredible. Yeah. What about you guys on fruit? Let's go one by one. Fruits. Um, I mean, probably just a good old fashioned apple. Although the con- cotton candy grapes are pretty. Insane. You are so boring, dude. An apple. An apple, dude. Apple a day, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Keeps those pesky doctors away. No, I. Like, I you're like, okay, you or- bite into an apple and you have similar it or, or dude, better reaction oh yeah. than than like a summer peach. Well, it's dude, why he's eating the apple. Granny Smith. He's, he's eating it yeah. for medical reasons. Wow. He's not eating it for like it's a prescription. It's a prescription. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like a good, but yeah, mango. the cotton candy grapes are great. They're, I mean, those. I, I remember when I, the, you don't believe it, right? When someone says these grapes are going to taste like cotton candy, and then you try one, you're oh, like, yeah. all right, this is what what witchcraft is this? And I think you can get them year round around here too. Um, I don't know; they used to be seasonal. I've never heard of cotton candy yeah. grapes. Oh, you're out of your mind, dude. And it was in this movie. So I, I brought this movie up on the podcast before, but this movie called Fresh, it's on Hulu. It was like one of the, my favorite movies that I watched last year. Um, and this guy picks up a girl at a like a Vons or at a like grocery store by talking about cotton candy grapes. I'm like, yeah, dude, he's at, like, it's insane. Yeah, what is this? this absolutely American right. bullshit. Our grapes are cotton candy flavor. You can't make it up. It's just weird. All right. Like that's some strange yeah. behavior. How about we have superior science? How about that? <laughs> you didn't stop and ask if you should though, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> You've gone too far. You've gone too far. Oh, that's the cotton God. candy grapes. Yeah. This is what I've done so far. Oh my god, dude! You're that's what are those? That's a lot. Is that apple uh, juice? Basically, basically like seltzer, hard seltzer, hard seltzers. It's what everybody's drinking these days. Yeah, it's like a sponsor. It's so weird to not drink and just see like what all the trends are with drinking because it's so different from what I remember. Like, first of all, like uh, you don't even have to drink and drive anymore. You, they have Ubers and Lyfts now. That's incredible. And <laughs> second of all, like there's this phase where people went through. There's a phase that Uber. He says Uber in like the German way, like it's an exotic thing. He's like, they have Ubers <laughs> now. <laughs> I said it perfectly normal. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, I feel like everyone went through this pickle phase too. Like they were ordering drinks with a pickle back and. Um, I don't know. That was a while ago. Maybe they're still doing it. Uh, and now it's like all about the seltzers, like White Claw. And um, I, I don't know. Back when I drink, it was like, if you see a guy drinking a seltzer, you're like, um, what? <laughs> it was not. It's 2023, Bobby. Anyone can drink a seltzer. It is. It is 23, 2023. And you can drink whatever. All right. Dudes can drink fuzzy navels. And there's nothing wrong People with that. People can fucking deep throat there cotton candy grapes like they're going wild uh oh my god the, you get a I, I can't believe you haven't tried one i'm gonna of those. try one do they have time. those in i have never you, seen yeah. them that's probably why you guys eat them all they're so good i can only imagine grapes yeah, taste like cotton look candy. for them um i don't know if they yeah, allow that to be they're incredible okay. dude i used to work in produce when those came out and uh i had so much fun like giving samples of <laughs> yeah. those i'm like come here. Come i have something a long time ago i didn't I have something special <laughs> little old ladies Come here, bro. bro. I didn't. Here, bro. 
Okay. Let me put my grapes in I've, No, I didn't discover them until like like two years ago or three years ago. I, I thought it was like this new incredible thing that just was like invented, but apparently they've been around for a while. Hasn't come to Canada yet. And yeah. Ooh, th- ooh, this they're, they're working their way up there. Yeah, slowly. Okay, I visited my friend in North Carolina, and uh, he's told me he's never eaten a banana before. Do you know one person who hasn't eaten a banana in their entire life? Like an adult person. How, how trustworthy of a friend is this? Very trustworthy. He was dead serious. I was like, oh, I love banana flavored stuff. And, you know, you can't grow on with having a banana in the morning. At that point, you just hold him down and stuff a banana. <laughs> you got to try it, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and then some cotton candy grapes. The grapes and the banana. Yeah. The shaft yeah, and the palm. I, I can't eat bananas anymore, man. They give me like heartburn or something. Like, I don't know what it is. I have a bad reaction to bananas. Hmm. It's unfortunate. Too many cotton candy grapes, dude. Yeah, maybe. Favorite <laughs> meat or meat substitute. Hmm. All right. I have the truth. It, well, I'm a meat guy for sure. Um, you know, just meat. I need to have meat in almost every meal. And, or I don't, I don't enjoy it or at least protein. I, for the most part anyway. Um, but I'm, I'm torn because my favorite meat is octopus, but also like it's my favorite animal Yeah, and they're in, and they're also fucking wicked smart and it's just, it's rough, man. It's rough. Like it's a weird place to be. Yeah, Rianne stopped yeah. eating octopus too. It was her favorite. Uh, like, no, I didn't stop. <laughs> well, some people can. <laughs> don't, don't, some people can go yeah. there. You know, some people can take that um, extra step. Yeah, it is weird. I wanted to get one as a pet, dude, but they only last. I guess they only they only live a year. So I'm really only cutting off their life by half. Just eat year old octopi, dude. That's there the you solution. Go. If that's not a company name, I don't know what is. It's the only tattoo I've ever considered getting to. Octopus over both An of your octopus? nipples. I think yeah. that'd look good. You know what's so funny is like uh Luna being three, um, we she loves animal all kids love animals and you know, you go through all the animals and all the octopuses she's ever seen have been cartoon octopuses, so they're cute. And then <laughs> when we saw a real one, I was like, An octopus, she's like, That's not an octopus. I'm like, Yeah. And she's like uh, that is hideous because <laughs> they're so strange, yeah. man. It's like a football on eight legs. They're weird creatures. I think the best, but I don't. I don't like them. I, um, I mean, eating them. I, I never really liked octopus. You like petting them? I, I, I like biting into it. Somehow, it's like very satisfying. Something primal in what you. Do you. What do you call octopus in uh, in Spanish? Uh, pulpo. Pulpo. Okay. That's actually close to French. It's like Pierre or something. But um, you're, by the way, your French is terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Have you been working on it? Uh, a little bit. I'm doing a French lit class, so it's like a ton of reading, but um, not really much like uh, uh, talking. But anyway, favorite meat: carne asada, 100. percent Man, I could eat that wow. all day, every day, and uh, sometimes I do. That's beef. <laughs> Um, I don't know what it so is. It's, it's tricky. Yeah, it, it is beef. It's um, it's like a beef. Americans steak. would say it's Americans would call it skirt skate steak, mm. very thin strips. But what makes carne asada carne asada is the seasoning that they put into it. So it's it's skirt steak, 
uh, on a skillet with like oils and stuff, but then the flavors that they put into it really make it, makes it the carne asada. And that's, yeah, that's a, like a number one. Most Californians, when they order burritos, order California burritos or carne asada tacos, and it's all carne asada. Like that is number one. It reigns supreme in California for Sweet. sure. Yeah. There's a lot of it out here. My favorite meat is carnitas. I've made, mm. I've, I've been really great at making them when I first started making them. Um, they tasted like crap or like stuff you get at a restaurant. And now I go to restaurants and I order carnita meat and I'm like, this wasn't made with love. This wasn't made with like how I would make it. And I'm probably not making it even close to what um, other people are making it. It depends, dude. It's a very regional thing. Uh, there are times that you can get carnitas and it's very bacon-like, um, very salty and fatty and stuff. And you can get carnitas that are way juicier and almost stringy. Yeah. But it really depends. It really depends. Uh, carnitas, uh, it's pork. Pork cooked in its own fat, in case anybody's wondering. Yep. Um, but yeah, super, super Super good. delicious. Anytime carnitas. Yep. Um, something... You might want if you want to get it start to get adventurous with Mexican food, you can go with chicharron. And when I say chicharron, I don't mean the crispy pork cracklings that those are also called those are called chicharrones, right? But if you buy if you get chicharron at a restaurant, that is like um, pork skin infused with uh, flavors, like um, usually like. Chile Verde or something like that. And it, it, it's very, it's, it's tentacly and it's very like squishy it has the worst texture, but oh my God, is the flavor off the hook. It's incredible. It's so good. Uh, it's like a pork crackling, but like um, infused with sauce and flavor. That's what it is, but it makes it squishy. Okay, cool. So good. I want to try it when we're going to, uh, you know, DLG con in San yeah. Diego. I want to. You're not gonna find it in uh, no, in can in all of Canada probably. That's why I said I'm gonna try it guess. in San Diego. Yeah, I know. I oh, know, okay. Know. You're just saying I'll have to wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. I think that's an episode. What's everybody playing next week? It's fucking Domekeeper, Eternal. dude. <laughs> We're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Domekeeper. Yeah. Um. I mean, if I had my way. It would stop raining and send it. The more it rains, the more I have to work. That's how it works at, at my construction job. Um, most construction guys get rain days off. Doesn't It's the opposite for me. I have to work 10 times harder. Um, I worked 14 days in a row. It is my first day off in a long time. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, I would like to stream Eternal. That's what I really w- would like to do. I think that Tower of Sisyphus, you know, you, you're just beating things up. There's not a lot of things to like learn about the game. Uh, you can just enjoy the visuals. If Christian likes just the visuals, anybody can like just the visuals. I don't know what I'm going to be playing next week. I'm taking some time off uh, from work, so I will have a little bit of extra time. So I may, I think I'm going to pick up some new card battler game, something that I can really get into. Ooh, Liberté. Liberté. You know, I watched the trailer for that, and I, I checked out the Steam page. You guys didn't like it. I there didn't. Yeah, it didn't seem I like think there you was were a, more into the. Weren't you more into the like French Revolution part than you were the 
Well, that part looked part. cool. Like that, that actually interested me and I'm sure Christian as well, but yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. There I didn't seem to be a lot of card point. battling is what I'm oh, saying. Gotcha. Like I didn't mm -hmm. see much yeah. of that. It, it seemed like a, like a lot of, um, like a hack and slash isometric game. So I, I don't know. Uh, Bobby is D four. Is that a, like a foregone conclusion for you? It's a, it's bot. Um, yeah, when it comes out, I'll, I'm sure I'll buy it in June. June is yeah. the release date. Whoa. Did you do something different, Christian? Oh, I just started sharing my screen sp just in, you know, I've, oh. I have a feeling the end of the episode is coming on. So it is, it is. Um, what did you think when Hades was like announced Hades two, and it was like his sister? Like, I don't know. I thought I just have all the faith that it's going to be a great game. I guess I didn't really think too much. Why? What did you think? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess what do you expect from a sequel? Like, how do you do the same thing but not do the same thing? I guess she needs to leave too because it's a terrible place to live. Right. <laughs> I, I guess is what they're going for, right? I like, don't know. Oh, my brother did it, so let me see if I can. What's going to be it. the spin on it, basically? Like, how is it just not going to be yeah. Hades? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I know you guys are obsessed over there in Canada about it. Um, did you guys ever like get the true ending? Do you know what apps actually happens or, uh, I, like, I'm pretty does, sure. Does he ever actually escape? Yeah. 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 Well, if you beat the okay. game, yeah. Well, well, it, well, I beat the game, but then my character died shortly after and I started all over again. I have to talk to my mom a little bit. Um, is there a point that you escape and do not die? Oh, no. But your mom comes and lives with you. And then your new thing is repairing the relationships in the house while trying to fool the gods into thinking that you're still escaping. Because there's a, there's oh. a backstory that if they learned that Persephone was in hell, they would uh, want to kill Hades for real. Like permanently dead. Your dad oh. would be dead. So he put Persephone upstairs so that they wouldn't kill her basically and now she's in danger being down there so you have like a new reason to keep grinding um bobby i think it's time dude it's been out long enough you can you can play hades and <laughs> if you love hades. it yeah. like, you have yeah, the permission look at it. okay yeah. <laughs> all right just we we cleared it with the boys upstairs We're yeah good. yeah okay Unanimous. Uh, yes, I'll give that a shot this week. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Damn. Bobby on Hades. Yeah. All right. It's awesome. All right. Um, speaking for Bobby and uh, Christian and then the ghosts of um, Days and Nick. Uh, let's get Hades. Hades titties. titties. What? What? What is his sister's name? No idea. Yeah. Hades' sister's titties. Okay. Bye, everybody.